per usual, if you want to support this podcast, go to coloradosportsguys.com and click the banner at the top of the page that says Amazon. And do that before every time you go and do your normal shopping at Amazon. Go to coloradosportsguys.com and click that freaking banner, or better yet, click it, bookmark it, and use it, baby. You know the drill. Thank you for listening. We love you. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Of course, I'm Nate Timmons. With me, as always, Ross, Hipster's Glasses, E-Cigarette Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West freaking lives. Yee-hoo. Yee-hoo. And making his way down here, we got the king of Thornton, Jeff Morton. What is up, everyone? <laughs> what up, Jeff? <laughs> Why is that not good enough? <laughs> That's all right. It's yeah. good. No, it's good. It's good. What no, is I, I didn't say it. I have been doing this for like a it's year. Good. And no, I, it's yeah. good. No, it's really good. Yeah. Keep it up. It was, of course, uh, having to joke around with Ross with the with the blue sweatshirt and the black pants. He did look like uh, one of the e-cigarettes I've seen so many of the youngsters smoking out there. But uh, Or a bruise. I was giving you a hard time about that for the podcast. <laughs> Choice of outfit. You look like a giant blueberry. You know what? I wore something a little more comfortable tonight. You did. You were in a suit when we came over, and now you've uh, I switched you're into, slumming it. To, uh, yes, the, uh, the, the warm-up pants. You know? Yeah. It's good. I, I do have something to say. Mm-hmm. You know, we are on the cusp of the NBA season, probably tipping off any moment right now. Oh, we're all with up the in Miami Heat are playing tonight against through the Bulls. Is that yes, right? Yes, the yeah. Chicagoans. This is like the opening night of the NBA season, and I have, um, rightfully so, taken a little bit of heat, no pun intended, <laughs> for maybe not being up on my NBA game. And that by by that I mean I know basketball. Very well. I'm a basketball, I'm a freaking basketball. Student of the game? Yeah, student, thank you. I was just gonna say that. Aficionado? But it's time for me to participate more in the actual basketball talk, the NBA talk. Yes. The ins, the outs, the players. You're getting league pass, broadband. No, I'm joining a fantasy basketball league. Oh! I'm going to enter into this now. Uh, I've never done fantasy basketball, and based on my fantasy football um, performance over the past, I don't know, fifteen years, yeah. I I cannot do any worse than that. <laughs> Very true. So I'm in a league, and I'm excited, and the draft is starting in like fifteen minutes. Nice. And uh, I'm so, in it, and this is uh, who's the Adam, This is Adam Kinney. Adam ah, Kinney from Mile High Sports. Adam Kinney, Denver Sports Nation, ten to midnight Monday through Friday. Yes, our friends and, over uh, there. I'm excited. Uh, I think uh Colin from South Stands is in this league as well. Ugh, scumbag. So, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm going to beat these scumbags down. And here's the thing. I'm going to enlist you guys to help me with the draft and the, throughout the season because you guys didn't join the league because you're mean, snobs or something. You honestly couldn't ask for two more respected <laughs> basketball minds. So you're in, this you're is in true. Who were too scared to even join the league, by the way. You didn't even join it. Look, I can't. Play fantasy basketball. I root for one team, Ross, 
That's the powdered blue and gold. Oh, that's right. So, all right. So here's the thing. Now, and I do play fantasy football. I'm a whore for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't root for the orange and blue quite as vociferously as he does the powdered oh, blue. Like, like I've mentioned many a times on here, John Elway took me to the mountaintop. I've been there, my friends. So here's the deal. Here's what happened. I got the first time in my career as a fantasy sports player, I got the first pick. Wow. Now, I'm wondering, now, they, they've pre-ranked some things for me. There's, there's a gentleman here named, uh, Kevin Dur- Durant. So I, I was thinking about picking him. He's a young, young he's, guy. He's ranked number one for me. He's up Should I stick with the pre-ranking that, that Yahoo does? I would not take Durant number one. No, I would, I would take, um, a, a young gentleman named Lebron. Lebron James. James. <laughs> Lebron James. <laughs> but why not? It may be the obvious pick, but it's the correct pick. You have to take Lebron because he's so well-rounded. He's a triple-double guy, and you need stats in all the categories. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you steals. He's going to get you assists. And he's going to score the, the only one. Doubles. The only one who I was going to pick, actually, <laughs> other, I wasn't going to pick Kevin Durant, by the way. I was not going to do that. He seems kind of old, washed up. Seems kind of like he has hurt knees a lot. Is that true? <laughs> Couldn't be further from the truth, but no? sure. Yeah. All right. So. We're with you. I was thinking about James Harden. He's ranked number three on my pre-rank list. I like Harden. Going to get you the well points. Is he yeah. with Houston? Yeah. Yep. I think you also get points for three pointers, right? It's He's like, the guy I want on the Nuggets, James yeah. Harden. Like if there was any guy I could pick, just like, I mean, obviously you don't get that LeBron James, but James Harden, that guy, I love the way that guy plays. That he he played for Oklahoma City against the Nuggets a couple years ago. Yep. Yeah, watching him play was out of this world. I would like to have him on my team, the Nuggets. Maybe the Nuggets should have sold the farm to get that guy on the team, huh? Oh, yep. one of him is worth at least. Whatever ten guys we got, we trade yep. all ten of them. <laughs> trade, give them we, whole just have, we just have James Kerr Harden on the on the team. But no, all right, I'll do. So LeBron, all right, hold yeah. on. Let me add him to a queue. All right, I'm picking LeBron James. I got LeBron James because I got the first pick. I did play. That's I, exciting. I played one year of fantasy basketball, and I, I happened to get I got Steve Nash. That was during his MVP run, so I was very lucky to have him. I had Yao Ming when he was actually fairly healthy. I picked up Camby. And I had David West during David West's like breakout season when he was amazing. So I remembered him from Xavier, but that is about the worst story I've ever heard. Well, you just yeah, you want to get you want to get well-rounded guys that are going to be stat stuffers. You Vic need to says find a guy who doesn't even play and wouldn't even join this league. Look, it's okay, I'll use your knowledge to help me. There, that's so all. I, I might as well rename. My is there team. money in this league, by the way? Are you putting up uh, an entry fee? Well, that's a good point. That's a good question. I have not been asked to. Do that. So However, I'm in two fantasy leagues where they have asked me to pay money, and I never pay money until like the very end. Yeah, that's my thing, right? Yeah, what they're going to hold on and make interest off your money? Well, no, it's, it's because I always plan on winning the whole league, so it's like, why bother? You're well, gonna, why waste this time? Ross, they're like, they're like, Ross, they're like savings bonds. The longer you keep them, the greater they mature. <laughs> but I, yeah, <laughs> but I am now one and seven in one of my leagues, and like two and. Five in the other. Well, not a good fantasy f- uh, football guy, but I have a feeling with you cat, two guys behind me and a lot of conference calls over the next six months, I could take this league. Conference calls. So we, so are <laughs> yeah. we going to get a percentage of yeah. the, of the pot? Then? Well, the pot, I believe is zero. <laughs> so, so that's a yes, <laughs> but we can beat, uh, uh, oh, Dario's in this. D and Denver's in this. You know what the fun thing would and be? Adam Kinney's in it and Colin, uh, Daniels is in it. So we can, you know what you can have is I you think can that have smooth the smooth operator guy from Twitter's in it too. 
Yeah, bragging rights is what you're saying. What you can, what, you, what also you can do is you can call into Kenny's show and ask them for advice. Prank call them. If you beat them, you can always trash talk them a little bit. Live yeah, on there. yeah, that's a good idea. If you want to stay up till 10. ten to midnight. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's it. All right, thank you for letting me make the first pick there. Cool. I'm glad. I'm excited. Got it. And uh, also excited for the NBA season in general. Yep. In general, yeah. Don't um, want to get too specific. Just and, in general. And you know what? I, I made it. I made a good decision picking LeBron James first because he's going to be about the only guy I'll be able to watch on my over-the-air television. He'll be on ESPN. He'll be on, not ESPN. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they ABC. have on Sunday uh, mid-morning, Sunday yeah. afternoons. You know, with like Bob Costas, is he still around? And not Bob. Yeah, Costas, he's around. Like, whoever does those NBA games on NBC or, or whatever, but so I'll be able to watch. So yeah, I've been getting into uh, my my sister's been coming over to watch some football. She came over after the Broncos game this weekend, and we watched. Uh, she brought her projector, so we're hooking her laptop up to her projector and putting it on the white wall and watching Boardwalk Empire. Ooh. It's about the size of that Colorado flag in here, which, which is, is about massive. five feet by four feet. Yeah. But 20, it's 20 square feet. It's awesome. That thing rocks. Projector. Yeah. The That's old cool. Projector. Like, uh, she's probably doing PowerPoints all day. Yep. She's running PowerPoints. It's like, it's like this thing is used only for boring things, except for when I go and watch Boardwalk Empire with my brother. Yeah. Or a little football from time to time. Maybe we'll catch some nuggets on there. Yeah. You know, I always see It'd those projectors at the office and I'm like, man, I, you know what I could do with those things? Yeah. So much. There's so much you could do with us. <laughs> just in the middle of Just like uh, Skype the shit out of that. Yeah. Skype the shit out of that. You guys want to Skype on my projector? <laughs> Skype it. We could. Do you guys want to do some headlines? Should we break out some headlines? I got yep. some headlines. All right. Let's do it. Now, uh, last week, uh, we were short on the headlines, and I said to you guys, I said, you know, guys, I'm sick of being the only one who prepares for this podcast every week. What, what will you guys bring in some headlines? And I'm guessing, lo and behold, you guys probably didn't. So I, I am whoa, prepared this whoa. week. I definitely have headlines. Got you, them, you do keep, have, got them queued up over here. You do? I have. Oh, yeah. Should I, I start? Have, I have Uno headlines. So why don't I start? Then let you two. Uh, <laughs> Jeff has a headline from uh, the Mexico City uh, Sun. <laughs> no, it's but it's close. It's the National Post, which I believe is based somewhere in Canada. It sounds Republican, so I'm liking it. Um, it is uh, by some. <laughs> oh, lad, you're going now? Okay, go ahead. Some lad named Bruce Arthur. Oh, that Ross, that's your boy. And oh, wow. uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> he is of side. Canadian descent. And it is Toronto Raptors GM Masai Ujiri taking his job one step at a time. Ah, cliched headline. That is the most cliched headline I have ever. Why? I, I explain that. One step at a time. Is that like a pun or something? I'm Just taking it day by day. Oh, I see. Moment by so moment. So he's not trying to like, uh, so how really are you guys- stir things up. He's just like, you know what? Hey, everybody, give me a minute. Take, let me take some time. Here. I just got here. It's like if Jeff- I don't, I haven't converted my money to loonies yet. <laughs> it's like if Jeff approached Ty Lawson and said, you know, you're playing Damian Lillard coming up Friday night. You know, how, how's that game going to go? And he'd go, well, Jeff, actually, you know, we have the Kings, uh, tomorrow. I'm taking it game by game. You know, don't wanna don't wanna look ahead. I'm focusing like, on what's happening right in front of me. It's like oh. when Willie Tavares used to do his uh, headlines, the same thing as Willie interviews. Like, you know, I'm really happy right now. <laughs> but they got day by game and game by day. <laughs> Just really happy right now. We we uh, didn't, uh, you know, we lost the game, but uh, I'm really happy right now. <laughs> Actually, I'm really sad. Really sad right now. <laughs> Is that Willie Tavares' hat you're wearing? The Rockies hat you got off? Yeah. This hat, I wore this hat to the Bronco game the other night. People were booing you. And people were like, what the 
fuck this. It's orange. It's orange Sunday. Didn't you get the email from Elway? You're supposed to wear orange. And I'm like, well, why? Maybe the Broncos shouldn't have sold me this blue freaking jacket. This Broncos jacket. And yes, I wear the Colorado Rockies hat because I wear this hat every day. Like, it's united in orange. I'm going to spit on you now. Not orange. It's not united in navy blue. So you spit on you. Might as well be rooting for the Raiders. So you were surrounded by a typical football fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> It, it, we don't have this headline, I'm guessing, but what's with not even being able to mention the word Redskins anymore? Like, if you say Redskins, you're automatically now labeled a racist, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, that's right, racist. I don't like this at all. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, Redskins is fine. I'm seeing Twitter, people are amending the name to whatever they want, and it's like, they're the Redskins. You don't have to be some politically correct I, idiot. You know what? I actually haven't seen this, but I understand what you're saying. Like, people are like... Make, made me mad. Like are not they're not wanting to say Redskins like they're covering like maybe it's the Washington Post or something and they're not wanting to cover it's even fans it's all sorts of people and, it's and they're yeah they're they're sanctimonious pricks probably and they're probably insufferable yep and uh, they probably are consumed with white guilt yes and they can piss off yes I hate the Redskins yeah whether you're talking about the football team or the indigenous people yeah. Just kidding. I don't hate the indigenous people. I got a headline going. Should I go? Oh, My yeah. Turn? Go for it. Oh, hey, right. oh, oh, wow. I guess headline everybody does there. headlines. Yeah. yeah, here we go. I guess everybody does headlines. <laughs> From SB Nation's NHL blog, Mile High Hockey, <laughs> Andy D writes the headline, why Why not us? Question mark. Ah. Why not us, huh? What, which, what site was this? We're looking at Mile High Hockey. Uh, SB oh. Nation's Avalanche blog, why the not us? Off. They're pissed off because people aren't talking about the Avalanche. Hey, they're saying the Avs' phenomenal 10-1 start has the team asking one very important question. Why not us? I, I, can, a I bunch of question mark. can I answer this? The Avs are going to win the Stanley Cup. Why not them? Can I answer this? Yeah, go ahead. Why not us? It's, why not Why not them? Like, Why aren't people talking about them? No, why oh. can't they win the whole thing? I, oh, no. It was okay, TLDR. Yeah. I didn't that. read the story, but the headline, <laughs> it got me thinking right away. Why couldn't the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup? Of course they could. Of course they could. In I the think League they of will. Mediocrity, they got it. 10-1? Give and, it to them. And you know what? I don't talk a lot about uh, Major League Soccer either, and I don't talk a lot about uh, the WNBA. Yeah. And by the and way, the one... There's only so much time in a 90-minute podcast. <laughs> The Avs are ten and one. We can't possibly cover all the sports. (laughs) (laughs) It's outrageous. By the way, the one lost Avalanche half, I was watching that game, so I consider myself the jinx. Yeah, that's the only one I watched too, because I I was at the bowling league. The more attention I pay to them, anything, the worse they're gonna do. You don't want me anywhere near your Avalanche, Cheryl Bradley. My my Angelique Murray. My my excuse is I'm not, you know, white enough. To watch it, so <laughs> that is well, the excuse that, you've, you've been, been You are definitely white enough. <laughs> you've been riding that train for years. Jeff. I am not nearly white enough to to appreciate that sport. No, but that's a good question, though. Uh, the Avalanche. Now, I clearly have an excuse. I don't have cable, so I don't watch a lot. But in my my historically, I have been a fan of the Avalanche. Uh, I spent a good many years in college watching them, even throughout their uh, historic Stanley Cup wins. But now I'm not just, I'm not ingrained in it. I, I, I'm not watching the games, but I have nothing against hockey in general. It's the only thing I have against is hockey fans because they're just, some you know, of the hockey they're just, fans. they're just like, uh, they, Most. They, 
they, all they want to do is complain. They, they, all they want to complain about is about us not talking about them. And then when we do, they want to complain about how we don't know anything about it. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, I don't know the names of all the players or who they've played or who they're playing next. Is that really important? You know, at some point I may jump on this bandwagon. I don't know if how many games I'll watch, but like I said last year when they were mediocre to start the season and then they faded, this year they're starting out great. If they make the playoffs, guess what? I'm going to watch a couple games. If they don't make the playoffs, guess what? I'm not going to watch any regular season games, but I will watch some playoffs if they make it. I will vow that. Well, here we go. You know what I say? You know what I say? Eh. Eh. <laughs> That's Jeff. Because the, the Avs may be the only playoff team we get here in the winter winter sport months. We'll see how the Nuggets yeah, do. Yeah, it could be. Well, uh, I do have a headline about the Nuggets. Oh, dude, pray tell. Um, this one is from, have you guys ever heard of Sports Grid? I've never mm, heard no. of it. It's a haircut place. Yeah, it kind of sounds like get a, your haircut at the sports grid. Yeah, yeah. sounds like that. <laughs> Put like a bowl on your head and flow it. This is by Eric Gold Gold Goldshine. That's uh, sounds like a fake name. <laughs> on October twenty first, this is a while ago. Um, here's the headline: Pretty much screwed the 2013-14 Denver Nuggets. <laughs> wow. I, I would say he's not positive. Is that is that what the point was of it? Uh, he says the Nuggets pretty are pretty much, much, much screwed. Here's another one. All right, wrap up the season. This one, uh, oh crap, I didn't write down where this one was from, but I, I, it might have been, uh, from Yahoo or something, because I noticed that a lot of, uh, this was a, a panel article, and, and there was a lot of people from the Round Ball Mining Company, including a former guest of our podcast, Kalen Dermo. Oh, the five on, on fives. So, uh, this was a 2013, 2014 Outlook, Denver Nuggets, and it was, they were all grading the team on what they did in the off season, and they got this: they got a D, they got a D, they got a D plus, they got an F and a C minus. <laughs> Not going to get to many colleges with those grades. <laughs> so, uh, if you're in I was wondering school, where you guys were on this. Um, if you're in medical school, might have been ESPN. I don't. Somebody's going to get a leg for an arm and an arm, arm for, for a leg. leg. <laughs> It's my friend, Mr. McVeigh. <laughs> um, here's another headline from the Denver Post on October 25th by Christopher Dempsey. Don't call him Chris. Ailing Denver Nuggets need to find shot. Did you guys read this article? They need to find shots as in like HGH, something oh, to get these guys healthy. Some performance enhancing stuff. They need something to get healthy. Put it's all the about cliff recovery. And they're also awesome. shooting like garbage too, right? It's all about yeah. recovery. Uh, so was this like a double uh, entendre here? Like where he was like, they need to find their shot and they also need to find shots. Like, <laughs> Well, I was, I was kind of trying to figure out this whole preseason. You know, we, we were kind of debating, are the shots the Nuggets taking in the preseason the shots that they're going to be taking in the regular season. And there was some people that were thinking, Brian Shaw's just telling these guys to shoot. If they're open, shoot the ball. And Brian Shaw said that. You know, if you're open, mm-hmm. shoot the ball, whatever. And you typically don't practice the way that you, you practice how you're going to play, right? You're not, you're not taking all these practice shots to not take them in the games. Like Brian Shaw clearly wants the Nuggets to shoot the ball from the areas where they have been during the preseason. Haven't been good there. And that's historically, it, if you look at the numbers, the mid-range game is terrible. It's the worst, the least efficient place to shoot the ball, and the Nuggets are incorporating that into the offense. Not a bad idea, but they're going to have to be very good on the offensive boards. So here's my question, based on what you just said. said a lot of stuff. You said <laughs> the Nuggets are taking like mid-range shots, which are historically not 
a high percentage. It's the least least efficient shot. So in the then, NBA. why did you say that's a good plan? Didn't you say that's a good plan? I'm saying it's not bad if you can if you want to open up the offense, but you have to be a good offensive rebounding team if you're gonna incorporate bad efficiency okay. into your so offense. So your uh, your plan, your game plan, would be to miss a lot of shots just to get the <laughs> rebound. If you're gonna take them. If you want the Nuggets to take mid-range, if you want to, you know, space the floor and create more room in the post, create some room for Ty Lawson to drive the ball, you got to take well, mid-range shots. This is this is my this is my thing, and that's that's a very all current analytics, you know, bullshit thing. <laughs> Not you, but okay. that's them. The the theory theory of the Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. And my LeBron James pick. Now I have a minute and twenty-seven seconds to pick my next one. James Harden gone. Appears so. I Dwight Howard gone. George Paul. Paul George. Paul George. George Paul. What Paul George him? plays the same position as, as Anthony Davis, Marcus Saul, Lamarcus Aldridge is available, Al Jefferson, Deron Williams, Al Horford. Al Horford's not bad. Yeah, you could pick up Horford. I'll pick up Horford. Over Paul George? Paul uh, George plays the same position as LeBron, doesn't he? Yeah, name a couple guys at the top of that list again. Yeah, Paul yeah. George, Anthony Davis, Mark Gasol. I got 51 seconds. Man, Mark Gasol. What do you think? Mark Gasol. He's oh. a double-double guy. Yeah, double-doubles. Yeah. Okay, you got to go with uh, Mark Gasol. Gasol. Yeah, Mark Gasol. Put him in. Boom. LeBron Done. James, Mark Gasol. Real Draft. James would drool over Wait, that Wait, just said 13 picks and 13 turns until your pick. Don't you have, isn't it a snake draft? Shouldn't you have like two picks in a row? Oh, wait. <laughs> that wasn't until my next pick. It was until the next pick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I just got Marcus Hall. We got a first timer here. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I don't know. This is live podcasting. Live podcast Drafted. <laughs> we can edit oh, this he out. picked Marcus Hall. Oh, crap. We can edit this out post. <laughs> well, have your eyes on. Who did you get? Is your pick up? No, I'm, I got a ways to go. Have your eyes on Al Horford. If, if, uh, yeah. If Good Soul's gone. If Al Horford's still around, snatch him. What were we talking about? The Nuggets? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the 80s Nuggets, which are extremely efficient offense, did nothing but mid-range shots. Alex English, like, lived on the mid-range, and he was one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. I mean, it's, it's all relative, and I think people get so consumed with this. I mean, the Lakers, uh, all the way through to when they won their last title in 2010, were doing a lot of mid-range shots and layups. And think of what they had, though. Andrew Bynum, Pau Gasol. They had oh, yeah. two incredible offensive rebounds. But that's what the, the Nuggets are trying to do here, I think, right? Yeah. They're trying to move it into the post. And, and if you can get, that, yeah. yeah, and if you, if you get Hickson and you get McGee to pay attention to the offensive glass, when Fareed comes in, if he's on the glass, you know, I mean, you can be a good offensive team by, you know, incorporating the mid-range game. You hit on it. I mean, Miami takes mid-rangers. Obviously, you know, Indiana, any team, Spurs, whatever. You can do it. You just need to, if you want extra possessions, because the shots, you know, you're going to hit them at hopefully 40% or a little more. The but. open shot is the good shot, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And if you're open, agree. you, should, agree with you that. should, you should shoot. And these Nuggets just haven't had a lot of practice doing that. The guys on the team last year were basically forbidden from taking these shots. Threes and right? layups. Yeah, threes and layups. So. That's all they were doing. Al Harford was picked. Somebody else picked him. God damn. What, well, who's, <laughs> What about Al Jefferson? Al Jefferson's going to put up a he's, lot of stats. He's picked, man. I'm going to be like at Rudy Gay. Just, I think that's my oh, best bet. You've only picked one guy so far, right? Yeah. I hate Rudy Gay. 
Why not? It went down and went all the way back. I got the first picks and now I got What kind of point guards you got? Look up point guards. Point guards. Can you filter it by point guards? You said, you said Darren Williams. How about Ricky Rubio? Could I, if I got him, would that be good? I would not think so. I don't think he'd be good for fantasy purposes. What about Mike Conley? Get you some assists. I could probably get Mike Conley. Maybe Conley. Conley's a good point guard. Dude, there's a lot of good point guards. You're already down to this garbage. <laughs> this, these are like meddling point guards. There's I could get Ty Lawson. I would take Ty. I don't know. Over Mike Conley? I would take Mike Conley over Mike over Ty. <laughs> I'd take Ty over Mike Conley. Mike Conley's terrible. He Mike can't Conley shoot the three. Yeah, he can't, but you know, how often does Ty shoot the three? Alright, so here's alright, it's almost my pick. Just hang with me here. Um So Horford got picked. Alright, it's my turn. Him. I can get Ricky Rubio, Kawi Leonard, Larry Sanders, Nikola Vucevic, Rudy Gay, <laughs> Mike Conley. Joaquim Noah, Tim Duncan, Chris Bosh, Brooke Lopez, Tony Parker, Paul Millsap. I'd go with Lopez. Maybe Brooke Lopez. I'd go go with Lopez or Noah. Brooke Lopez? Lopez is going to score more than uh, than, uh, Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Even with Garnett and Pierce and Joe and Darren? Yeah. Ricky Rubio? Guys, come on. Don't screw me I'd go with Noah. I'd pick Noah. Noah? Jeff says Brooke. I'm saying Noah. You'd take Noah over... Lopez. I would take Lopez, but you'd be okay with either one. Noah's going to get you blocks and rebounds. Lopez is going to get you points. Can so I get Lopez in the next round? Do you think? Mm, I doubt it. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go with Sounds Joaquin like all Noah. The centers are gone. I'm going with Joaquin Noah. Joaquin Noah. <laughs> Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin like he's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he in? Uh, Walk I drafted. Too? I drafted Joaquin. Oh crap! I drafted Brook Lopez. There you go. <laughs> Well, you're not. <laughs> God. well, it's a good thing we're here. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, we got uh, uh, no. Well, they talk about the inefficiency and all that stuff, which I think, you know, I. How do I know I don't have two picks in a row? You should have two picks in a row. If you had first pick, oh, then I'm going to get Joaquin Noah. Joaquin Noah. Joaquin Noah. Ross is in the middle of. Uh, Rush has picked Brooke Lopez and Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah, and he has LeBron James. Well, that's not bad. If you're building a real team. I'd yeah. play Noah power forward, yeah. Lopez at center. Yeah, <laughs> Lopez is small. Lopez has a very good set shot. I mean, very good set shot. So he's a good player. He's much better than his brother. Man, old Robin. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about Nuggets, like efficiency, so game, like, whatever. No, well, whatever. Just, I think it's like this: people hand wringing over over. Over mid-range shots. I mean, as I said before, it's like I think Gallinari could probably hit a lot of mid-range shots. Uh, Wilson Chandler too. Um, it's not inefficient if you hit it. You know, yeah. you know, and, and you know, if you make the shot, it's not an inefficient shot. And I think people get so caught up in the in the abstract numbers of it, and they think they forget the that you know you're you're trying to score here no matter what, and if you're gonna. And it's I not would, like they're I only. would rather someone shoot than not shoot. I hate timidity. Yeah, especially if you're open. It's, and it's not like the Nuggets are only shooting mid-rangers. I mean, yeah. you're still wanting to incorporate the three-point game. Mm-hmm. You're still wanting to work the ball into the post. You're going to see the Nuggets on the fast break, all that good stuff. Um, I got a headline here. Ross is MIA with this draft for a minute, but right. uh, we'll get into it anyway. So I got uh, from Grantland.com, Derek Rose, Tanking and Anarchy. Your guide to the NBA in 2013-14 by Andrew Sharp. Well, that's uh, 
covers a lot of ground there. It does cover a lot of ground. (laughs) Let's read this again. Uh, Ross uh, just returned. Let's uh, read that headline for his benefit. Ross is from Grantland.com by Andrew Sharp, former SB Nation writer Andrew Sharp. Yeah. Uh, Derek Rose, tanking and anarchy. Your guide to the 2013-14. Your guide to the NBA in 2013-14. So so he's saying – He's hitting every. Those all are the, the major topics. headlines of the of the year. He's hitting the big ones, and the, and the one I kind of want to talk about just for a minute is Derrick Rose. Uh, I was extremely excited to see Derrick Rose come back this year and yeah. play. And then uh, this morning, I'm watching SportsCenter, and it's like Derrick Rose is going to be better than ever. Derrick Rose is going to be amazing. Joe Kim, no, what's about Derrick Rose? He looks better than ever. He's passing Joaquin. better. He's shooting it's better. Pr- pr- pronounced Joaquin. Joaquin. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin. He's shooting better. He's he can jump higher. It's like. Now I'm almost kind of sick of hearing about the comeback story. I'll be happy just to see Derrick Rose play, but I don't know if I put much stock into he had a 37-inch vertical before his ACL. Now he's got a 42-inch vertical because he's working so hard. It puts springs into his And he can ACLs. shoot better. He shot 44% from three in the preseason. He only shoot 31% during the year. He can pass better. He does everything better. Derrick Rose, he's better. You know, I would say that Derrick Rose is my dad's favorite player in the NBA. He's probably top five, one of mine as well. And and he was very, very upset when he went down there. I think it was that Indiana series a couple years ago. And or was it against Philadelphia? It was against Philadelphia he went down, right? Yeah. They, they beat Indiana and then it went to Philadelphia. And I think that or where was it? Oh who knows. Anyway they against Philadelphia because Philly wound up beating the Bulls. That's right. Because they didn't have Rose. And you know I do. I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, though, because you get sick of it after a while. It's like, come on, I just talk about something else. I mean, like, yeah. I was like, talk about the Bulls in general, or about how Tom Tom Thibodeau is going to grind their bones into <laughs> dust by the end of the season. I mean, we want to talk about something. Talk about how Thibodeau is probably a very likely reason these players get injured. This this frequently, but Derrick Rose does kind of fit into what's happening with the Nuggets now too. You know, you see this supremely talented guy that gets hurt and goes out, and then you're looking at the Nuggets who are going to play tomorrow night with, you know, a seventy percent Ty Lawson with a groin injury. Yeah. You got, you know, Randy Foy dealing with a hip injury. You got Chandler who's I guess going to miss the game with this yeah. mysterious hamstring injury that's been. Going on for two months now, or a month and a half, or whatever. How long uh, ever? Yeah, been? I think what well, was at the beginning of Sept- or of October. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he didn't play in one preseason game. And then you got so Kenneth Freed, who's going to probably come off the bench due to his hamstring injury as well. And it's yeah. like, and then we don't even have Gallo. You know, it's like, can we please just have these guys stay healthy somehow? And it brings back that whole question of should we cut down the damn season? From 82 games to something more manageable, something where we don't have to play back-to-backs where these guys are getting injured. Because now part of the NBA season is having to endure injuries, and it's annoying and But is terrible. that even a possibility? Would they ever decrease the number of games? Nah. And what is even the point of dis- discussing it, frankly? Yeah, there isn't. But, I mean, how do you... How do you keep guys from getting injured? You just It's just part of NBA life, right? It's just part of how the game goes. The you life... Just, it's like not only do you have to it's it's the opposite of NASCAR, right? Where NASCAR has their Super Bowl at the beginning, at the of, the beginning of the season. Yeah. That's the Daytona five hundred, right? The biggest race of the year. And then everything after that is anticlimactic. I mean, should they start the year with the NBA finals, just have the heat play somebody? Well no the the question is there, if you're comparing NASCAR to the NBA, right? By the way, I'm up, hold on. Should I get Eric Bledsoe or Jay Teague? Jeff Teague from the oh, Hawks. Good yeah. Lord! 
I wouldn't take either what of them. What happened to the point Ersan guards in this Eric Bledsoe, would, uh, David West, Nikolo Pekovic, Clay Thompson. Clay you know, Thompson. Clay Thompson, I would take. Clay, Clay Thompson. I would take right? Clay Thompson, but I also would consider Bledsoe because the Phoenix Suns are going to be awful and he's going to play 40 minutes a night. And yeah, just, I don't think he's going to put up the same kind of numbers. Though, yeah, maybe. but your favorite word, Jeff, stat stuffing. Stat stuffing. He's going to be yeah. a stat stuffing This machine. is true, but Clay I, Thompson? Well, he will too. Yeah, but Clay Thompson is probably going to come off the bench. Take Bledsoe. You think Clay? I think Clay's going to start. They're going to bring Harrison Barnes off the bench. Oh, are they? I would think so. Do you guys agree on anything? <laughs> That's part of the charm. This is a, a nuanced discussion, football fan. Clay Thompson then or Eric Bledsoe? Uh, what do you think, Nate? Uh, go with Thompson. I yeah. hate Clay Thompson, but I'll draft him. Go with anyway. Bledsoe. Oh, crap. Oh, wait. I'm back to back now. Can I get Eric Bledsoe Take too? Bledsoe. Take what's up then? God, it's we're a snake draft. Damn it. Oh, all right. Woo. I can take a breath. Well, now. let's see what we got now. But back to your Wait, question. Hold on, hold on. Got, back, back to your thing about comparison. No, I already on. picked them. You got Bledsoe, Clay Thompson, LeBron, Noah, and Brooke Lopez. That yeah. team is going to win an NBA title. That's a, yeah, that's a good great team. Lineup. But back to your comparison with NASCAR comparing to the NBA. I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Well, the NASCAR is it's I mean it's a it's it's almost apples to oranges in a sense that the reason why people tune in to NASCAR every week is not because of the grand prize at the end it's the same reason why people watch golf it's not because people care about the FedEx Cup or or whatever it's called in golf it's because they want to watch uh, the majors and they want to watch the big races and they want to see what's going on the drama unfolding within each individual competition and in nascar and in golf there's something called competition between all the different teams if every single nba team could play each other on a single day that would be a lot different than the way it is now where they go head-to-head matchups every week so the question is around how you make the nba more exciting do you decrease the number of games or do you just make the games more exciting that's the that's that's the real question. It's not like about you introduce it. a live bear onto the floor, <laughs> <laughs> or or you make it more competitive, or you What's or you start <laughs> playing the game of basketball the way it's supposed to be played by enforcing the rules that are historically a part of the game of basketball. Uh, you don't start doing the weird things that the NBA has been doing, and don't say, "Oh, you know what we're going to do this year? We're going to start putting nicknames on the back of jerseys and make the game more exciting that way." That's not how you make the games more exciting. That's how you make people buy more jerseys. Yeah. If they just started enforcing the rules as they are currently played, then, or as they're, not as they're currently played, as they're historically been played, then I think that would do a lot towards making the game more exciting. That would be nice. Not to say that the game isn't exciting, because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the NBA. You're right, though. I you mean, you can tell by my picks tonight. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah you're all over the place. But they, they have been, the refs have been, as a point of emphasis, trying to call Moving screens or illegal screens more plus traveling violations. Like the traveling calls during the, the preseason were ridiculous. But if they're correct, I don't mind it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have guys, if you're gonna, you know, make these guys actually, cause Brian Shaw mentioned it in practice. He said, you know, if you're defending a guy and you know that he's allowed to change his pivot foot, you have to guard him a different way. If you know that the ref is gonna have your back and make him use his pivot foot the way it's supposed to be, you can guard him tighter because he can't then step with his other foot to get around you. Well it's it, a, it changes the entire strategy you, of the game. You know, it's an interesting thing because you know the, the game changed dramatically. People don't understand this, but the game tra- changed dramatically when they took out the hand check rule where you could you could have a hand on someone 
the entire time while you were uh, basically guarding them. You could on almost their control hip. their movement. Yeah, that you could way. control them, and that's yeah. what Jordan did. And when Jordan, I did, that's why he wouldn't be the same in this league as it is now because Jordan's defense was a lot of hand checking, and uh, they used to take advantage. Be the same of in this league? No, no, no. As far as defense goes, because everybody that was playing against him had that ability to do that, and he still destroyed. So. Yeah, well, he got away with it. So he would so, be, so he would be so a lot like, better. Like his, so he would like be his, a lot better. No, like his NBA. most famous shot where he basically shoved Byron Russell into the basket stanchion with his hand and then went back and Scott and shot. That is, that is like total hit. That, that is an oversimplification of that play. That is completely what he that did. That is not what happened. And by the way, <laughs> he, he juked that guy so hard, so hard, and his hand might have been following him but he didn't it's not like he pushed him it's not like he pushed him no not no come on come on man that is revisionist history that is not no what's revisionist history is what people always say about jordan about you know he having a gambling problem (laughs) you have a gambling problem <laughs> and kind of the other thing that uh, part of this headline, you know, we got into the Derrick Rose aspect that took us on a little adventure is the tanking part. The the teams that are going to be bad this year in the NBA and like teams Philly. that are Philadelphia and the Phoenix Suns are both and the Nuggets. But here, here's where we kind of get into things. So Philadelphia and Phoenix are intentionally being bad so that at some point they can be good again. What's you know, so noble about a team like perhaps the Nuggets, if you want to look at it that way, about trying to be semi-competitive. The Milwaukee Bucks, another team, the Detroit Pistons, about trying to be a playoff team, but everybody knows they're not going to win the championship. You know, they're not going to win the NBA Finals. Is it is it okay to be Philadelphia and Phoenix and just flat out be like, yeah, we're getting rid of anybody that's any good because we want to try to get Andrew Wiggins to be good in three years. Well, that's an interesting question because I think it really depends on fine, the individual finances of each team, whether they can take a year where they're absolutely putrid <sighs> and the, <laughs> shut up. Sorry. And the fan, Finan- and the fan, people start talking about finances and salary caps. It's like, oh, this is like the opposite of why you want to be a basketball fan, right? So anyway, the <laughs> <laughs> no, even so if, they, if you're a fan, no, but that's that's what I'm saying is that that was the big point of one of those articles written by ESPN was that oh, Milwaukee's financial situation is why they do this because they're always on the razor's edge, and if they do a tanking year or they, get really bad, then, then you're going to have the Seattle Bucks of money. Yeah, right? you're going to have the Seattle Bucks if yeah. Milwaukee goes really bad because that, the fans won't come back. And these all these uh, teams Seattle doesn't have a basketball team anymore. <laughs> no, they exactly. Do uh, but you know that's that's <laughs> why that's why these these teams do that is that they figure. Now I think the Nuggets are different because the, I don't think the Cronkies just have a philosophy. But I mean, but as far as some of these other teams, like specifically Milwaukee, that is it. Herb Cole, their owner, is like on the always on the razor's edge, and it's like, do you suffer? Huge financial losses for um, one season to get maybe Andrew Wiggins. What would you guys think, Ross? Would you buy tickets to a Nuggets game if they, you know, tomorrow if they traded Ty Lawson, Kenneth Fareed, Daniel Gallinari, and Wilson Chandler and JaVale McGee? If they traded those guys, then your starting lineup would be Andre Miller, Vaughn Fournier, Quincy Miller, uh, JJ Hickson and Timothy Mozgov. So your question is, would I, would I buy tickets if they traded all these guys but got nothing in return? <laughs> yes. Basically. 
<laughs> well, if you trade all those guys, you have That's to get the somebody did. good yeah, in that's... return, right? Or at least some draft picks. You'd have draft picks, yeah. Let's say you got draft first round picks for every single guy. Well, and there's a chance that the Nuggets are going to win 15 games this year, but next year they might get Andrew Wiggins and they could win 50 games once again. Well, well the way it has gone, at least the way I've kind of seen it go, and, and, and you've seen this in Denver, not only just with the Nuggets, but also with the Rockies, is that a lot of the good players, the best players on the Rockies or, or the Nuggets teams are playable guys on much better teams, meaning that they're good talents, but they're not like all-star talents. They're not cornerstones of a championship type of a team. I mean, Chris Anderson was a beloved player here in Denver. And what does he do? He goes off and plays and becomes an integral part of a championship team. Right. So the question is, do we want to continue to have a bunch of guys that are just really great and, you know, they're really good, serviceable players? Or do we want to say, you know what, we want to bring in one great guy and then put, you know, mediocre players around him to try and – like we did with Carmelo Anthony for years. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, does it – or or do we just say, you know what, we're never going to get there. And let's just have a good team and scrappy team, a, a band of merry misfits that just competes. <laughs> well, I think that that goes to, I mean, that's a good point, Ross, because I think that points to a philosophy. You know, it's like, well, we we acknowledge that we'll never win a championship, so we are just going to be competitive. You know. Is that is that is that a philosophy born out of reality or is that a philosophy born out of apathy? That's, the other that's thing. a good question. You also have to know. kind of look at so last year, I mean, Ross loves that term, band of Mary, Mary misfits. That's basically what last year's team was, right? Wasn't last year's team supposed to be this unconventional, get a top 10 player at each position, but not a true number one to any position. And you have this team that can go do it and they're going to play fast. They're going to play different. Yeah. And then Josh Kroenke's whole thing, it seems now is bring in a coach that's going to, you know, have traditional basketball. Brian Shaw saying, you can't win with that style that George Carl had. You can't do it. You got to win by playing the stuff that I did when I was with the Lakers, the stuff that I was used to with the Indiana Pacers. This is inside out play. This is the way that you're going to win. Yeah. That's what we're being told right now is everything. They're not saying it this way, but this is what they're saying. George Carl's style can't win. We know the style that can win and we're going to take you guys there. We just don't know how long it's going to take us to get there. You know, but that philosophy that Brian Shaw is used to. Was with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, those are two of the top twenty players in NBA history. Well, I think I think people are exaggerating the successes of the Indiana Pacers because they benefited quite a lot from Roy Hibbert's. I mean, Roy Hibbert for most of the year was not playing that well. But those Pacers also yeah. only went as far as George Carl's Nuggets. But I, it's yeah. my turn. You're back. I'm back here. All right. Well, who, who's up? W. Matthews. Ooh, Wes Matthews, Matthews. Ennis Cantor, Gordon Hayward, Victor Oladipo, Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. That's Raptors. what I said. That's what I said. I might actually uh, draft Amir Johnson, Marcin Gortat. Gortat. Rayhan Rondo, Jeremy Lin, Steve Nash, Tyreek Evans, Eric Gordon, Luau Dang, Raymond Felton, Zach Randolph, J.R. Smith. I thought I was kind of pissed because Andre Goodall just got picked. I thought it would be ironic if I picked him. <laughs> I'd almost look at uh, <laughs> picking Kevin, for the Kevin Martin, OJ Mayo. I would take Ken a peek Fareed. at uh, Kevin Fareed. Ooh, I'd take Kevin a peek Fareed. at either J.R. Smith or Luol Dang, maybe. 
Luau Deng. Now, JR is going to miss the first game of the first six games of the season. What about right? Rajon Rondo? When's he coming back? I have no idea. Is he a uh, Steve Nash? Did I say Steve Nash is available? Ugh, don't want him. Yeah, right, Nash is, not, is, is Rondo get, the same boat as Gallo right now? Let's get. Uh, oh, I got twenty seconds. Should I get Luau Deng? Yeah, take Deng. Take Deng. Boom. And then All you right, got a back to back. Yeah, I got another pick to take here. Victor Aladipo, Gordon Hayward, and Hayward would be a good one. Aries Cantor. I would take Hayward. Yeah, take, take Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Hayward Gordon just Hayward. Load up on small forwards. You actually need a point guard. Who else? What other point guards you got? I got uh, well, Eric Rondo's Bledsoe. out there, but Rondo won't play for a while. So, um, Gordon Hayward. That oh. guy looks white. He is white. <laughs> he is white, <laughs> and he plays for Utah. It's perfect. <laughs> we don't want more project players. We want players from the. Did projects. someone already take? Did someone already take Chandler Parsons? I have no idea. I would assume. Filter that thing out. Yeah, come on. I don't know. How to Look do this. around. Kevin Martin. Ugh. Kevin Martin. No, you don't want him. What about OJ Mayo? No, you don't. Kevin want him. Fareed. He no. might be with another team. If <laughs> <laughs> you take that into consideration, he, he really could be. <laughs> what about Carlos Boozer? No, you just drafted never Dang. Boozer. Right, so Boozer Hayward. Poison. He's a shooting guard, guard, shooting forward, forward. Wow, that guy's. All right, we'll take him. He's like six eight, right? So yeah. all right, we got him. We got him. We're yeah. done. We got him. You need point Ooh. guards next. You need some more point guards besides Bledsoe. I got Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> Clay Thompson. Oh, he's not. He's a shooting guy. guy. He's a shooting guy. I only get one roster spot. All right, you got some time. Whew, but yeah, that's stressful. that's the other thing that we were just talking about is the Indiana Pacers. You know, from Brian Shaw's two seasons with him, or was he there one year or two? Two, three, two. All right. He's either one he, or two. He, he, hey, guys, he left from Phil Jackson. Can we but. do some more headlines? Oh, yeah. Sure. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mean, meanwhile, he's at the computer. Yes, at uh, NBA talk. <laughs> CBS Sports from October 28th, 2013. Uh, I think this might have been – I don't actually – I didn't write down who it was. Manning Broncos wake up in fourth blow past Redskins. Are the Broncos still playing football? <laughs> <laughs> They're still going, um, huh? Good for them. You yeah. know, good oh, for them. Jeez. Hey, do you, do you have, does anybody have any trade deadline NFL headlines? Yeah, I got one here. Okay. Uh, CBS Sports by Will Brinson on October 29th. Seahawks out on Jared Allen trade. Broncos interested? Did he go question, <laughs> mark? question marks? Oh! Well, it turns out they didn't want him. Yes. Um, I was excited about the prospect of yes! Jared Allen here. He's right? an outdoorsman. Jared Allen is Colorado. He wore a mullet for a while. I'll tell you what. How do you not trade for this guy? When you look at all of the states that have an NFL team in it, there is Jesus. no better hunting than the state of freaking Colorado. None. There's no NFL teams in Utah. There's no, no NFL teams in Wyoming. There's no, no NFL teams in Idaho. There's, there's no none NFL in Minnesota. Teams. There's no NFL teams in Alaska. No. When there is an NFL team in Minnesota. Well, that's where he's coming from. But that's not a lot good hunting. I mean, maybe if you want like those little downstream white tails. Yeah. If you're talking about muleys, good muleys, good yep. mule deers, elk, pronghorns, Colorado's where it's at. People. Most people. dangerous game. <laughs> Most dangerous game. <laughs> Ross would yeah. hunt. Te- he's off team people, so he'd obviously be on the. Yeah, uh, Ross is in on that. Yeah. Uh, I would hunt. Yeah, people. but why are the Broncos not? I mean, what did the Vikings ask for? Two first round picks? Okay, I can understand not wanting they to do that. They asked for a second round pick. That's what? But there's also like other, uh, you know what, for a guy that follows NBA as much as you do, 
who is completely wrapped up into the salary cap and the business side of things, it is absolutely astonishing to me that you wouldn't understand why it wouldn't be a good necessarily a good pickup for the Broncos to bring in a guy that worth like fourteen million dollars against the salary cap. We're trying to win a freaking Super Bowl here, Ross. Yeah, but still, you don't understand. Oh, I don't you, understand you that also, Peyton Manning has two years left in the NFL, if that. At least two, maybe three. And that you're trying to make a Super Bowl run right Here, now when your window's the, incredibly wide open. The, the second best team in the NFL is the Seattle Seahawks. Would really make that big of a difference? Yes. No, I don't think he would. Yes. The Broncos' defense is not that bad. Why do people think the Broncos' defense is that is that bad? That's my question. They gave up one touchdown the other day. Those other oh, most to the of those worst scores, team in the NFL? Most of those scores came from Ugh. the offense uh, in their risk-reward uh, style of play, giving up interceptions for touchdowns. I don't understand what the big deal is. And you don't think the Peyton Broncos is going to throw interceptions in the playoffs? That, they, he's historically proven that he's going to throw at least so two. So then why do you say we need to go get Jared Allen? Because you're going to need why him on the field. So then fine. So why don't we improve at the quarterback position? Maybe Another that's option. what we need to do. We need to improve at the quarterback position? Is that what you're saying? Call Detroit, Matt Stafford, get him on the phone. <laughs> Hey, Stafford had himself a good game. (laughs) See, and and the other thing is you take the same attitude towards the NBA playoff deadline that you bring into the NFL playoff deadline. Give me those big time names. Which is not a big deal. Well, and and you, you have to, you have to admit the NFL trade deadline is kind of a dud. Every yeah, year. Yeah, every year it is. Every there's year. never, there's never a big blockbuster trade. There's rumors trade. about, the biggest trade was probably Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis. That's probably the biggest trade that's happened in the NFL. The trade in the last deadline years. in the NBA is amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. So that's like, where you're coming from on that. I don't think it's a big deal that Broncos did not. Well, who do we have? Get. Robert Ayers and Sean Phillips at defensive end? Jared Allen's a proven Pro Bowl player. Pro Bowl bright. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought for you to one reason that I was optimistic that Denver would try to get him was because I was fearful that he may go back to like the Chiefs. I was kind of fearful that another team vying for the Super Bowl would pick him up. The fact that he didn't go anywhere, I'm okay with that. Well, he does make a lot of it's money. Because- Ross is right. He does make quite a bit of money. Um, and, and in, a, in an environment where it's a really hard cap, you really gotta be but sure. But then again, as that. fans, why should we care how much money this guy makes? Pat Bolin owns That's an That's what NFL I always team. say when we talk about the NBA. Yeah, I'm with you here. But here's the other I'm thing. Is, is what does Jared Allen care? <laughs> what does Jared Allen care about coming here? He doesn't care. Oh, you he think, cares. You th- where do you think NFL or football ranks on his like top five most, uh, passion, pa- like the top five passions of Jared Allen? Where do you think football ranks? One right, right on shit. No, it, it ranks it's right. Kill, it's okay. killing things. It ranks right it's under killing moose. It's killing. Yeah, bears. it ranks. No, it ranks. It ranks right under mullet coming. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like it's like this. It's like killing bears with a gun is number one. Killing bears with a knife number two. Killing moose with a gun number you three. You don't think a guy killing that moose with a knife number four. You don't think a guy that averages double digit sacks every year that goes to the Pro Bowl every year cares about football? We got Get a good defense. The Broncos defense. We have is a not good defense. Bad. Yes, a very good defense. Did you see the Colts game, the Cowboys game? What, uh, you didn't watch those. And all the other ones. Uh, <laughs> you, and you think they're the not that terrible. good? The, the Broncos gave up how many points against the defense? The Broncos defense gave up twelve points against the Colts. Twelve? Yeah. Twelve. Probably. Damn yeah. it! They're, they're horrible. You and your facts. <laughs> all I'm saying is, and this is something that I have seen a lot. 
recently is that Broncos fans are turning into morons. They're turning into basketball fans is what they're turning into. Oh, they overreact you know, to everything. They don't understand I the like game that they are watching, and they overreact and, and say, you know what? All we need is Jared freaking Allen. We don't need Jared Allen. Need the Broncos him. are 7-1. and one. Should have traded for him. Got to get him. Well, no, here's, so here's the other thing. So but, the defense but, but Ross, is okay. hold on, hold on. Ross, you wanted Jared Allen, though. Of course I did. Who wouldn't? But... <laughs> But the point is, is that, but, but who would want Jared on, Allen on your team? But the point we is, is we, the Broncos don't need Jared Allen. Yes, they do. No, they don't. If they don't win the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be because Jared Allen wasn't on this team. Spoken like a true idiot. Football fan. USA Today. Right USA now. Today, October 27th by Lindsey Jones. Broncos get Jared Allen. Manning, yes. Manning could yes. use a break after Broncos route of Redskins. Boy, Peyton Manning could use a break. I agree. But, but, uh, here's something. If we're going to talk about this game oh, yeah. is, uh, something that happened in this game that I think has changed the attitude of the Broncos, especially John Fox. We talked about oh, this last I week. Think, I think I know what you're talking about. 21 to 7 deficit. It, it changed the way John Fox and the Broncos are looking at their position. And that is when they are not trying to play this delicate balance of managing a game and just winning by systematic stuff, just like uh, managing that. the game from beginning to end and being like this elite team. When they're not in that position, when they are in the position of being down by two touchdowns, they open the gates and they unleash. And Nate Timmons, I think you've explained this in terms of a weapon of mass destruction. Ah, uh, yeah. The Broncos did that yes. this game, and they literally <laughs> unleashed hellfire on the Redskins to a point where the Redskins and Mike Shanahan didn't know what happened. Even the fans in the stadium, I was there. We didn't even know what happened. All of a sudden, the Broncos were routing a team that just 15 minutes earlier, we were down by two touchdowns. You know, Russ, there's, there's two ways to play blackjack. There's one way, which I think this is how John Fox probably plays blackjack. He has that little card. You know, he pulls it out of his pocket. <laughs> uh-huh. He sees he's got a 10 down. He's got a 6, and he's looking. Oh, it says, I, what does the dealer have? Oh, oh she's got a 10. Oh. Looks like I'm supposed to not hit. Okay, I'm not going to hit. He plays it by the well, card, right? Uh, looking at the card here, it says we shouldn't go for it on fourth down. So we're, you know, uh, the card says it, so, you know, we're not going to do it, you know? The first step in the right direction was when John Fox challenged that play early in the game. But then, Ross, there's also... And, all right, sorry, go ahead. There's also the Nate Timmons way of playing blackjack. That's you start in your room by drinking a couple Heinekens. You go down to the table. You have a few more Heinekens. Before you know it, that cocktail waitress doesn't let your beer get less than halfway full. And you're just wheeling and dealing, baby. You're just out there. Hey, what have I got? What have I got? A nine, a nine and a ten? Yeah, hit me on that. I'm going to get a two on this one, you know? Give it to me, you know? I got it. I got risk, this. Risk reward. Yeah, and that's what the Broncos well, you, are doing. Down me, 21 me, to seven. Just slang that ball all over the field, baby. Payton's got let me, you. Let me tell you what the actual key moment was. Was at the end of the second half before the, the, um, the, the Redskins went on that like long drive to score, um, right before halftime. And when the Broncos had the ball, they had a fourth and three. And Fox pulled the, the team off the field. And it was, they were in Redskins territory. From the moment they got Shit. off the Should field. Should I take Andrew Bogut? I need a center. Oh God, no, don't. No, take. not Bogut. He's probably going to get injured. Is Anthony Davis who, who still else? there? 
Uh, we got Jameer Nelson, G. Henderson, Grievous Vasquez, Jimmy Butler, Danny Green, Williams Carter, M. Williams Carter, Trey Burke, Joe Johnson, Evan Turner, Manu Ginobili. Joe Johnson? Joe Johnson. I don't know. Joe Johnson. Yeah. From the Nets? Yeah, get Joe Johnson. I would take Joe Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stat stuffer. Yeah, st- that's what you're looking for, Ross, is stat stuffers. He's good. Yeah, you're not looking for the great team. You're looking for a great stat stuffer. Yeah, you, right. okay. you want you five know. Vince Carters if you can. Right, yeah. Good. Well, let me, let me, let me so just no say, Andrew this Bogut? is, no yeah, Bogut. no Andrew Bogut. I'm up again. He will, oh God. Uh, <laughs> uh, you need right. a power forward. Jimmy Butler is not I need a center. Bad, I need a center. The center. He's got like ten open. small forwards. Yeah, he does. You need a center for sure. Uh, Tiago Splitter is open, available. Well, he's not going to get you much sense. He's not good. What about Samuel Delam, Dalam Bear's a bum. What about Robin Lopez, Portland? You don't want both of them. He's starting though. He's starting. Should I get him? I need a center. Let me get Robin Lopez then. I don't need that. I mean, I, I have utility spots. I got 47 seconds here. I gotta make a pick. Let's go with. It'll pick Jameer Nelson for me if I don't pick. Uh, oh God, Sanders. you don't want Jameer Nelson. G. Henderson? No, not Gerald Grievous, Henderson. Grievous Vasquez, Jimmy Butler, Denny Green. Jimmy, get Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, really? Yeah. yeah. From Chicago? Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> if, I, if I don't win this league, it'll be your fault. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I, okay, I've been wanting to ask you about this because you were at the game, right? Oh, you're talking about the Broncos game? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Talk to me. They didn't, Broncos didn't go for it that fourth and three at the, like, when the, their last possession of the first half. And you could see it, and Andy Lindahl from the 85 KOA was tweeting about this, and a whole bunch of other people were, that Manning, you could see screaming at John Fox all the way off the field and into and was berating him on the sideline about not going for it on that fourth down. And you notice the second half, the Broncos went for it twice on fourth down. I think that right there was the moment where everything changed, because I think that's where Peyton cracked. I think that was it. And that's exactly the point because when you hear about people who talk about the NFL and 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 the game of football and how it's supposed to be played, yeah. they will say something along the lines of like take into consideration like if you're going to go for for two after you score a touchdown, yeah. they say well it depends on how much time is left in the game and how much time you have left and and there's a thumbs up or a thumbs down just by the score but you also take into consideration how much time is left on the on the yeah. clock. Yeah. Uh when do you kick an onside field goal? When do you go for it on fourth down? The the way I look at it is if you're a team that is, is you want to be a dominant team or you want to win football games, what difference does it make when you do something? I'll tell you one thing, if you want to go for it on fourth or you want to uh go for it a two-point conversion, mm-hmm. Wouldn't it make sense to go for it when the book says not to because the other team is also looking at the same book? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, how much easier is it to get a two-point conversion or to get an onside kick or go for a fake punt or go for it on fourth when the other team thinks that you're never going to do it? So maybe that's yeah. John Fox's brilliance in that yeah. he is setting up a, a repetitive pattern that other coaches are going to look at and say, well, he'll never go for it on fourth in this situation. He'll never uh, do a fake field or whatever it is. But the bottom line is, is when your quarterback like Peyton Manning is out there on the field and you're, you know, around the 50 yard line or maybe in the opposition's territory and it's a, you know, kind of like you're on the fence about going for it. Why don't you let Peyton Manning say, you know what? It's fourth and three. 
let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And why don't we rely on our defense a little bit and say, not because we think our defense is the best defense in the world and they're going to stop the other team, but say, you know what, if we're not going to stop them now on this play, if we don't get the first down, we're, then that means that we're not going to be a team to win a championship anyway. Mm-hmm. And you have to not just have confidence in your team, in your defense. You have to put them in the position to say, you know what? Maybe my confidence isn't there, but maybe I'll put you in the position to where you have to earn that confidence. Yeah. And, and that's, and I think you're right. I think there was some, there's some moments in that game against the Redskins where the Broncos realized, and maybe John Fox in particular, learned that, you know what? If we just hit that button and unleash the weapons of mass destruction, yeah. then maybe we could start having some more comfortable wins against better teams. Yeah, because frankly, the Broncos haven't beat that many great teams this year. No, they haven't. That's why they call him John Crazy Like a Fox, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> timid like a fox. But I do, I do hate his attitude. I do hate the way he approaches the game. Well, you got to play it close to the vest, you know. Sometimes, and, I, know? and it was Give funny. Give the chance to win the game. I was sitting it. in the stands early in that game when they challenged the uh, uh, first down that the Redskins got, <laughs> and they were, and I was. By the way, my seats, the worst seats I've ever sat in in that stadium. Where were you? I was in the f- section 510, three rows from the top. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it, it was Is there the a game going on down there? <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Actually, seeing the game wasn't that bad. It was just walking up those freaking stairs, man. My uh. legs my legs were burning. I went on a hike the day before. My legs were just worn out. Ugh. But then I got up there, and I said, "He, I could see it. I could, literally could see it from here. He did not come anywhere near. Oh, no. Like, I mean, he got the first <laughs> down, and they challenged it. And I was like, oh, Jeff Fox is just – or John Fox is just trying to – you know, he's just trying out the whole throwing the red flag thing, you know, see how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just try this out yeah. a little bit. Told instead me of, didn't have instead this of last blowing week. my nose off or, or wiping nacho cheese <laughs> off of my mouth, <laughs> you know, with my red flag, I'll actually try and throw it and do something. And so I appreciated the effort. Yeah. And well, it didn't turn out the right way, but I hey, tried, you but, know. But then later it's like, John Fox, I think needs to be coached more by Peyton Manning and more by the offense. They need to lead him. And uh show them that, you know what, our team doesn't have to play conservatively. And in fact, that's a detriment because it's the same concept around prevent op defense all the time, you know. You get up by a touchdown or two and you play prevent defense and then you just give up 25-yard pass. We saw that with the Detroit Lions this weekend where they just marched up the field. Yep. And, and Matt, Matt Stafford. Stafford did that uh, fake fake spike. Broncos ought to look into trading for that guy. <laughs> no, let me tell, ask both of you guys. Are you encouraged or discouraged about the game? Encouraged. Uh, I think it's, I think the Broncos are not what we thought they were after, say, four games. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Broncos are going to just prance their way to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, but I think that they do have the moxie and the toughness to do it. They, they are a good enough team to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I, I don't think we learned anything from that game. I think it was one of those teams that, you know, they're one of the doormats of the NFL. You're supposed to beat that team. You beat that team. La-di-da. The true test is going to come over the next three weeks of Chiefs, Patriots, Chiefs. What about the Chargers? Do we play the Chargers in there? Are the Chargers in there? Yeah, they play the Chargers first. Well, Chargers, well. Chiefs, Patriots, Chiefs. There. Well, let's see but, how they do for those four all games. Right, so, like, what about the Chief, the Patriots? They've lost two games. Yeah. Right? The Chiefs are the only team that hasn't lost a game yet, yet they have not played a single team. Right. 
I, I just think that four game stretch will tell us more than, you know, this Redskins game of whatever. I mean, if Broncos, give me three and one in those four and I'll be good with that. But now, you can be encouraged were... without like it being like a, like a foretelling of things to come. You can be encouraged by at least their moxie, you know, what, how they stood up to it. Yeah. And know. I did, I did like the way the defense played. The one play I missed, I caught just the very end of it after they were celebrating was, uh, Dominique Rogers Camardi's pick six. And His hot dog into the end zone. 75 yards it. or something, right? Ah, uh, God, I gotta YouTube it. I have, still haven't seen it. it. Makes me sick. It was awesome. You know, he did start celebrating kind of early. <laughs> and it was literally about one second after he caught the ball. Yeah. I was like, just, just, put it, just go in the end just, zone. Just hold it. Don't please. do it, Danny Trevathan, please. please. <laughs> oh, speaking of Danny Trevathan. There are guys on this team like Danny Trevathan and that are and Dominique Rogers Cromartie and uh Wesley Woodyard that are like making Woodyard's a name the for themselves. And by the way, a name for themselves. And yeah. Trevathan's the exact reason why you don't trade for an old fourteen million dollar player because you want to keep a second round pick to pick up a guy like Trevathan. I mean, this guy's he's amazing. Or Woodyard who wasn't drafted at all. <laughs> or, or yeah, or yeah, just get more undrafted free agents. Chris Harris, isn't, Woodyard, isn't Woodyard, isn't Woodyard a uh, Mike Shanahan pick? Yeah, the only thing I can think of was uh, I think when he was they, undrafted. When they traded he? for Neil no, Smith. He was a late round pick. Wasn't yeah, Neil Smith? Him. Didn't he come in like mid season in ninety seven? No, he signed yeah. as a free he agent. As a free oh, agent. Was, okay. yeah. With the Chiefs, John Elway had the famous "Welcome to the other side," "Welcome to the good guys," or something like that. Yeah, Elway I'm, said I'm, something I'm cool. excited. I, I think the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> Elway said something cool. Elway is cool, and that was the other thing I was thinking about: is if the Broncos needed Jared Allen to win the Super Bowl this year, Elway would have gotten it done. Oh yeah, no questions asked. If Jared Allen question, had a drinking problem, we've already seen John Elway do that, and there's been a lot of stuff like Elway is not a good at picking draft picks. No way, Elway! But uh, Elway. Hey, by the way, the other guy that looked good in this game that people are saying John Elway doesn't have good draft picks, Monty Ball showed me something in this game. He looked pretty good. He was tough. He, he got he got through the end zone. That that one touchdown was very impressive. But even his first run, I think he got seven or eight yards, and he's he looks good. His problem was fumbling a little bit, but you can see that he has. He has the speed. He's got the vision too. It's just it's gonna it's yeah. gonna come together for him. Yeah. He's gonna be good, and people are upset that he's not putting up Eddie Lacy numbers right now, like he's doing with the Packers. But Monty Ball, that's gonna be a good pick. We're gonna look back on that in the next uh, year or two and be glad. Yeah. He's by on the, the way, team. he's not putting up Eddie Lacy numbers because Noshan Moreno exists, and Noshan's been and he's Noshan, been great, man. Oh, I like him. Noshan is fantastic. Double doubles, and, I, and I've talked about this before. <laughs> but putting up double doubles. <laughs> I've talked about Noshan Eating Moreno. Double it's just his attitude. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, we're there. We're in the locker room. We know his attitude, right? <laughs> But yeah, he does seem, I mean, he is fiery. I mean, he's the only guy I've seen that's kind of gotten he's, in He's did that in cards. All right. All right. Up again. By the way, Wes Welker, All love right. rooting for that guy. All right. yeah. Trey like Burke, Man, I didn't Marcus think I'd like Thornton, Don, oh. Deion Winters, oh. Andre Kirilenko. Deion Waiters? Pick up Deion Waiters right now. He's going to score 30 a game. Okay. How was he going to score three a game Cleveland? on, on the Cleveland? Know. You know, it's I made a mistake great. in my draft uh, earlier this year with fantasy football. Where Who'd I you pick anyway? C. Last Johnson. Round. <laughs> I picked C. Johnson, yeah. thinking it was uh, Calvin Johnson, yeah, but it was Chris actually Johnson. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. <laughs> All right, so Dion Waiters. Who, who did Cleveland. Ross pick up uh, the previous pick? Joe uh, Johnson and Jimmy Butler. Joe Johnson. Oh God, you're loaded. You need a point guard bad. I got uh, Eric Bledsoe. I know, but you need like you need a backup. Yeah, Did, maybe I would go with is, Trey. Burke. Well, guess what? Trey Burke is available. No, I'd, 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 I'd take him. Yeah, he has a field goal percentage of zero, free throw percentage of zero, three point made. He's zero. a rookie, Ross. Oh, that explains <laughs> that. 
He's just your backup. All right, so, so I should get Trey Burke. And maybe he has a broken finger, but he'll heal. T. Burke? Yeah, T. Burke. Utah? All right, got him. Give him a roll. Is Nate Robinson and all those guys? You have to gone? pick two. I just picked I just picked uh, Deion Waters and Trey Burke. Deion oh. Waiters and Trey Burke. Deion Waiters. <laughs> Deion Waiters is basically J.R. Smith. He's just the offensive machine. He'll be good for you. You'll like him. How's he going to do that on a team with Kyrie Irving, though? Oh, he'll do it. He is a shooter. He's, he's J, how does J.R. Smith put up 17 points with Carmelo Anthony on his team, you know? He just does it because he's crazy. He is crazy. Do you guys want to hear my team? Not really, no. Not right now. Eric Bledsoe, Clay Thompson, Gordon Hayward, LeBron James, Joaquin Noah, (laughs) Joe Kim, Noah, Luau Dang, Brooke Lopez, uh, Joe Johnson, Jimmy Butler, Deion Waiters, and Trey Burke. That team could probably win a title. You could probably you could probably win a title with that team. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. That they could win real games. I've got the LeBron James. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say because if you have the LeBron James, you're you're ahead of the game already. Did you guys think that you would enjoy Wes Welker? Wes, did you guys think you'd like rooting for him as much as as perhaps you are? Yeah, I like him. Of course, yeah. He's getting into the pantheon of my favorite Broncos receivers. He's got what nine or ten touchdowns this year? Oh, more than that. Twenty probably. How many is he at? 30? At one point, he was leading the league with nine, <laughs> and uh, he got one last weekend. So he's at least ten. At ten or eleven, sure. Yeah, well, yeah he Walker's got one. Awesome. He got one the last game, so it should be ten. Then I did. I, he's good. I I don't think I would care either way if Eric Decker got traded. You know, today on the trade deadline, it wouldn't matter to me. Loved Demarius Thomas. Loved Julius. I hated seeing him go down with that ankle injury. It, it scared me every time he ran the ball. Uh, throughout this whole season. And then Welker, like those three guys I love. Decker, eh, whatever. Decker's eh. good, dude. He's having a great season. Mm, meh. What? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's okay, season. but he's having a great season. I like him. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not going to bash him for a reality show like some people do. But, you know, I'm, I'm meh, whatever. Meh. Have you guys, all right, can we do another headline? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're still on From headlines? ESPN Damn. by Jared Cross on October 24th, 2013. Here's the headline. Finding next year's Red Sox. And here's uh, a little sub-headline. There's actually a caption on the picture of this article. Very interesting. Looking for a here. team to make the leap in 2014? Start with the Colorado Rockies. Oh, God. No. No. Have you guys been watching the World Series? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yep. I can go the entire Rockies season accepting their mediocrity and subpar performance. But as soon as I start watching the World Series, I am reminded of how awesome it is to watch baseball with a knit cap on and a, and gloves and, and wearing a hoodie and just being cold in a baseball stadium and watching Matt Holiday. Um, sounds out awful. Oh, it's, it's the best. Um, and uh, I, I am really hoping the Rockies can – Pull it together. I swear to you, I was more excited during the Rockies going to the World Series than I was even the Broncos going to the Super Bowl that first year. Because what? So, I swear to you, I was in Get 2007. <laughs> I, I loved that. Well, it was so surprising. And and baseball is just a different. It, it attitude. was it was amazing. It's I mean, a that different run attitude. It was. You know, I got to tell you, what was very satisfying to me about that run in 2007 was how surprised people were all around the country about the Rockies. It's like I kind of reveled in the surprise. You I, know? I don't think though that you can you can take you know the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA Finals. 
they all have their even the Stanley Cup finals, you know, it's it's all got its special Every single play in every single one of those is humongous. And I can't you know, put every, into the words every why pitch I care in about baseball the World is humongous. So it's insane. And you know, in the Super Bowl, every play, the NHL, every time you get it into the offensive zone, it's just that in basketball. All those plays, you can't say that oh, the Super Bowl is better than that one. No, that's the best of the best. I mean, You're I don't right. know. The I, Super Bowl is, but the Super Bowl has. So much. I can watch all four of those sports and love around it. That's true. That's true. Well, the the thing about the Super Bowl is it's always been a greater spectacle than the game, you know, than the actual game. Yes. We got lucky with that Broncos Packers game was. Yeah, then that was a great, best Super Bowl. Great Super Bowl. The one that followed it wasn't great, but you know, the the Packers Broncos Super Bowl was good. The game where Scott Norwood kicks the, you know, wide right. That was a great Super Bowl. I remember that vividly. Links is out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's a lot of there's there's that but the, the often the spectacle outweighs the actual game because the game and is kind baseball of seems the world series seems to have less of spectacle around it yeah because it yeah it's yeah. like nothing yeah. it's just like pitch after you know it's like ah oh, i don't know it's, it's because it's a series, series too though i mean and who's that uh closer for the red sox Uinago or Uin. Oh, yeah. Whatever his name is. The Asian guy. Yeah, the that Asian guy. is guy. awesome. And the dude for the Cardinals, too, is his, like, Rosenbaum or something like that? I don't know. But something it's been Rosen fun. Somebody? I've been watching all the games. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't been taking notes. Don't know any of the players. <laughs> Love the game. But. That's even the better part, you know? Who dude, cares The World Series yeah. is freaking cool, man. Well, it I just, mean, we've been blessed with some good games. I mean, we, um, the. Uh, that one game. Was it the Super Bowl last year wasn't good, but I mean the the NBA Finals was great. Super the, Bowl? Who was the Super Bowl last year? It was year? Baltimore and San Francisco. That's the one where the lights. That went was out. a good game, though. I mean, we came down to San Francisco, you know, boning it on the last four plays yeah, but, of the game. Yeah, but that was like <laughs> it's like run know, the ball, you idiot. Yeah, but that was like the the games were memorable because because the lights went out at the Superdome. You know. Yeah. Finals were good. Finals were great. Um, this this year's World Series is good. You know, I don't know about hockey, but I'm assuming there are people who tell me that last year's people series loved was it. good. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings were okay. Yeah, very true. All right, guys. Well, headlines. That's going to take us through about this whole this whole mamma jamma here. Thanks, guys, for helping me out on my. Uh, uh, are you done? Or is it is it through? No, there's a couple more guys to pick up, but I feel like I, I've fielded the best team from the draft. Yeah, for sure. And the, the thing you, you want to do now is you want to find assets to try to trick Adam Kinney into a trade for one of his good players at some point. You know, yes, Adam you do. Kinney doesn't have any good players. That's also what, who does who does Kinney have on this? I don't know. I don't know how to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get the heck out of here. We're gonna come back to a little gambles on the storm. You guys up for that Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, right before my bowling league. Right before the old holy rollers take the hardwood. <laughs> The pin pals. (laughs) The pin pals. All right, guys, let's get out of here. We'll see you guys for Gamblers on the Storm. Go Broncos! Go Nuggets! Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.